You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Schull, here on Soul to Soul, the Farbringen show every Tuesday from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. Craig's on the controls. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to be here once again. And <clears throat> what a time to be alive. And what a time, an incredible opportunity to just breathe and be part of this incredible world. So last week we spoke about a person having a why, that each and every one of us needs a why that keeps us going. And we spoke about how when a person has a goal, a purpose, a clarity, and they keep on searching for that clarity, it gives them the strength and it gives them courage to be able to go forward in life with integrity, clarity, and impact. Today, we want to take it and move it over. That obviously, why is the single most important thing? A person needs purpose, but there's also part two, and that is a who. Self-awareness and the ability to ask ourselves the question, who am I? Who are others? Who is human? The who question of life is often not asked. That means there's many people that might have purpose, but they're not necessarily sure how they are compatible with their purpose. What's their strengths? What's their weaknesses? What's their abilities? What's their disabilities? What's their condition? What's their background? What's the impact that's been had on them? Where do they come from? Where are they going? Who are they? What toolbox, what set of tools do they have that will accompany them through life? What is their purpose? Or rather, how will they do their purpose? Who are they in the bigger picture? So that's really the theme of today. But once again, can't talk about anything until we settle in with some music. Music sets the tone, hopefully, of the show, and it hopefully sets the tone of your day. There is nothing in this world like music. And this is a song by Yaakov Shweki called Vyasem, here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Shul here on Soul to Soul, and let's get right into it. Today we're talking about finding a who. Who am I? An appreciation of the human being that God put into this world to accomplish what God needs to be accomplished in this world. In other words, each and every one of us was sent into the world to accomplish something that nobody else can be accomplished. And as cliche as it sounds, it's a fact There's no need for copies in this world. Each person has their unique purpose and their unique lives that have to be lived in their unique circumstances. And through that, they bring God's energy into this world in their own unique way. But often we we try to spend our time that could have been focused on finding me instead trying to analyze other people. How many hours have you spent trying to analyze Donald Trump or Jacob Zuma or your favorite celebrity or your favorite, your, your favorite a sport icon 
um, the person you love or the person you hate, the person you're jealous of or the person you're proud of. But we often spend so much time analyzing others. And one thing that I think we rarely think about is we barely know ourselves. How in the world do we think we could understand another? Even people who have tremendous self-awareness, and there are not that many people, if you agree with me, that have a great self-awareness, have a self-awareness to an extent. There is still so much about them that they don't know. Each and every one of us, we're a universe. We're a total universe. A person is a small world. And God literally put everything of the universe into us. And I've shared it before. I one time heard someone say that just like we needed a Columbus to discover America and other people to discover Australia and people to just go to far-fetched places, even within the continents that have always been discovered, but people with courage to go discover new heights, to go um, endeavor to achieve new goals, so too in our own lives. There is a small little universe that gets exposed um, at, in our childhood and our adolescence, and that's based on the circumstances. You know, if, I, if I'm born in South Africa with certain kind of parents, a certain kind of background, that will expose something else. If I was born in China to a very different um, background and very different circumstances, chances are a totally different part of my personality would have been exposed. By default, if we don't broaden ourselves, we are living in a small sliver of humanity, of, of, the, of the universe. Just like humanity at the beginning lived in a small area in history, it's called the Fertile Crescent, which is the Middle East. And slowly but surely, they expanded beyond the Fertile Crescent um, to Asia, Africa, eventually Europe, and then the Americas and Australia, etc., and even within each continent, going further and further away from the epicenter of where humanity began. Within us, we have the same thing. We start with a small little universe. And for X amount of years, depending on circumstances and also on our passion to expand ourselves, we'll be locked in. Unless we develop that passion, unless we decide to say, hey, there's bigger borders beyond Babylonia, beyond Egypt, beyond that small little foundation of, of where humanity comes from. There's a, there's a universe. But how many of us live every day with the knowledge and the passion to go discover that inner universe, to discover how much God put into us. This is not an ego boost, because to be fair, none of us did it to ourselves. None of us earned a full universe. That's God's gift to us. You can't really boast about an inheritance you got from your parents. So too, all our talents and gifts are nothing worth of boasting about, because ultimately that's what God gave us. However, to not be aware of them is a criminal in a way more criminal than boasting about it, because at least if you're boasting about it and you're aware of it, you'll use it, and hopefully for some good things. If we're not aware of the strengths, if we're not aware of our universe, it's pretty much somebody coming and offering you a million dollars and you totally ignoring it. Or that good, ba- uh, that terrible joke about the 
the grandmother who gets a talking parrot for a gift, and all she could send a letter a week later saying, thank you for the chicken soup. It was incredible. You could take a parrot and turn it into chicken soup. We could take our tremendous abilities, and each and every one of us has tremendous abilities, and make chicken soup out of it instead of turning into a talking parrot. How many people do we meet that have truly self-actualized? Obviously, nobody can do it the full extent. I think that's almost impossible. But self-actualized beyond the norm, to push themselves to discover more reservoirs within themselves of their tremendous potential. How many people are digging in, instead of trying to analyze Donald Trump, they're trying to figure themselves out. Instead of figuring out the corruption elsewhere, instead of being journalists of other people's lives, they're being journalists of their own lives. Yes, journalism's important, of course. But more important is to be a journalist of your own life, to be able to look at yourself and say, am I living what I need to do? Am I living in the, am I deserving of the esteem that God has for me? Because God has tremendous esteem. He created us. He knows the product. And God, like, you know, the the bumper sticker, God doesn't make junk. God knows the product. But am I aware of the product? Am I using the world's best computer just to play movies? Or am I appreciating that this is the best computer and I could literally do incredible things, life-transforming things, send people to the moon? What am I doing with my ability? Oh, yes, you know, maybe I learned how to make a good steak, and I learned how to be sweet, um, and I learned how to drive a car, and yes, but compared to the potential we have, it's turning a talking parrot into chicken soup. Those people who we truly admire... Not the celebrities that are just popular and we wish that we had as much money and had their looks. But the people we truly admire are people that embraced God's gift to them and tried to live their part with as much courage and integrity as possible to play their part. They lived wholesome and wholehearted lives in which they embraced their strengths. The curse of our time is not opportunity. Yes, there are some people in our world who don't have the opportunities we have. But more people than ever in our time have opportunities for impact. The curse of our time is not lack of opportunity, but lack of belief in our opportunity. Lack and belief in the mission of opportunity. Lack and belief that we're the right person for the opportunity. So yes, having internet and being able to share information all around is incredible, but how many people are just becoming trolls and just going onto um, websites and posting stupid comments about other people's articles, usually anonymous, cursing other people out, the bigotry. I mean, one of the worst things is just going on YouTube and seeing nice, sweet videos, but then going down and seeing the comments and how much hatred and boredom and unused creativity is being wasted on those comments. What is wrong? More than ever, we have an opportunity to use our gifts, and those gifts do not have to be to bash others, to curse, to be negative. More than ever, those, opp- those gifts have the opportunity to transform the world to good, and the challenge of our times to believe that we are the people at the right moment, that today, here, now, I am the right person to do it, you're the right person to do it, that we are the right people for today. If we were supposed to be in the 1800s, we would have been there. And if we were supposed to be in the 2200s, we'll be there. But that God wants us here now. 
2017. For what? To make the best of this world today. So yes, we have to create the world of tomorrow for our kids. And yes, we have to embrace the world of the past. But more importantly is living the present and living our part now. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM and Soul to Soul. And here is a song from Shlemy Gertner, wonderful singer from London. And the song is Shema Bani, which is the words of um, Nachmanides. Shema Bani, he quotes the verse, listen, my son, to the teachings of your father and that do never leave the teachings of your mom and it's just a beautiful uh, pr- quoting the words of uh, King Solomon Nachmanides begs his student his son to follow in the path and to hold on and yes the song's in Hebrew but I hope you could appreciate the emotion and beauty of the song 101.9 You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avtzan on 101.9 High FM 101.9 FM Rabbi Levi Avtzan here on Soul to Soul from Bring and Show. SMS is open 34519. Email on air at chayfm.com or tweet at chayfm. And the WhatsApp number 062-148-2374. So the story is told about the late Kutzka Rebbe. The Kutzka Rebbe is one of the incredible sages of the 19th century. And a very unique individual in Jewish history, and many, many sharp and insightful comments are attributed to him. Um, He was the one that says, you find God where you allow him in, um, and many other Kutzke verts. And one of the stories of the Kutzke Rebbe is that a student comes to learn in Kutzke. Kutzke was a town in Poland, and he comes to study in the yeshiva of the famous leader, and the Kutzke Rebbe notices a new face, and he walks over to him and he says, Why are you here? And the student, you know, wanted to come across as profound and insightful and inquiring, and he turns to the Rebbe, and with absolute sincerity, he says, I came to find God. And the Kutzke looks at him and says, Find God? Really? Why do you have to find God here in Kutzke? Find God everywhere. You have to find him. He's everywhere. He's all around. He's visible. Wherever you need, wherever you want to find him, you'll find him. And the student's taken aback. What is he supposed to say? So he turns to the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, I'm sorry. I gave the wrong response. Why should I come to this place? Why should I come join your yeshiva, your place of learning? Why should I come here? What can I learn from you, Rebbe? And the, and the Kutzke looks at him and says, you came here to find yourself. And that's an interesting balance. The story represents an interesting balance because self-obsession is dangerous, but totally neglecting the self is dangerous. Some of us are so busy trying to figure out, is there a God? What does God want? But we forget that there's another part of the equation, and is how do I fit in? The quicker we get over the God complex, the quicker we can find our journey. Some people think it's okay to raise a child without God and let the child find God later on in life. The problem is, until you don't find the purpose of it all, you can't really find where your purpose is within that bigger picture. 
The sooner we inculcate God into our children and to ourselves, the quicker we could go then to the next step and figure out, and where am I in this picture? And what does God want from me? But if God is not a given, and unfortunately by so many people it's not a given, then asking what my purpose is 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 just a cheap, silly question, because who said you have a purpose? The whole assumption that we have purpose, the whole assumption that we have meaning, is a religious assumption. I don't think Viktor Frankl intended it to be a religious statement, but the fact is when, when he came up with the idea of man's search for meaning, by default, if you're saying there's meaning, you're saying there's objective meaning and not just a subjective feel-goody kind of feeling that I consider meaning, but an, a, a real meaning. And if we believe there's real meaning, that means that there was real purpose injected into our world, there's real purpose injected into us, and there's real purpose out there. And that only comes with the assumption that the world was created by purpose and not created haphazardly and by a random act of just particles coming together in some crazy way and creating a universe that's totally random. Believing that life has meaning cannot work if you don't believe in a God. You could convince yourself there's meaning, you could impose meaning, you can create subjective meaning, but anybody that has intellectual purity will challenge that and say that's just Nonsense. You're just convincing yourself. But objectively, there is no meaning. There is no meaning to the kindness you're doing. There is no meaning to, to alleviating suffering. There's no meaning to anything. It's only in your own mind. Right and wrong is all in our own minds unless we believe that there's God. If we don't believe there's God, then there's no objective right or wrong. And we're just convincing ourselves. We convinced ourselves that murder is bad and giving charity is good. Where does that assumption come from, if not from a religious statement coming directly from God? For thousands of years, humanity did not take that for granted. Why? Because that's not what the human being naturally believes. The human being is naturally aggressive. As the verse says, We're born natural wild beasts. It's only when humanity became tamed through religious ideas that slowly inculcated into the human mind that we slowly became aware of this idea of meaning and idea of values and idea of good and right good and good and evil so many people are lacking direction in life because they they're missing the basic precept and that is that there is purpose that there is god you cannot find yourself within that purpose if you don't believe there is purpose You cannot find your meaning if you don't believe that there's essential meaning. We will all go through a crisis in life and the, and the, the, the further we are from the truth that there's a God, the deeper the crisis will be because there's a natural intuition that tells us that life is purposeful. But if we cannot inculcate and drill ourselves with the concept that there is a God and that God created a world with purpose, the whole point of the universe is purpose. God is purpose, is meaning, is truth. If we cannot bring it to ourselves, then, then there's no way of finding the who. There's no way of finding myself in this picture. The reason that so many of us and so, so much of humanity is lacking clarity of what to do with their life is because they haven't figured out the, the, the objective truth, and that is that we were put here by God to do something purposeful in God's world. And we are God's ambassadors. There is no single 
better way of developing a self-esteem than an esteem that comes from the concept that God put me here to do His work. The quicker we educate ourselves on God, the quicker we bring Torah into our lives, the quicker we bring that basic principle, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I'm God, you're God, the first of the Ten Commandments and the basic of all human value system, the, ba- the, the foundation of the Noahide laws and the foundation of all morality, that the world was not created by mistake, that the world was created, period. There was a creator. The quicker we get that into ourselves, the more we will save ourselves from walking around like a herd trying to figure out where we are in the bigger picture, trying to develop an identity around a bunch of people who we think have an identity only to discover that they themselves don't have an identity. As the story goes of the person who comes to a psychologist and says, I'm, I'm terribly sad. I can't, I can't be happy. And this therapist is trying various different things. And at some stage, the therapist turns to this person and says, you know what? There's a comedy show going on tonight at 8 p.m. down the road. And I hear the comedian's incredible. Why don't you go there? He'll make you laugh. And this person looks at the doctor and says, Doc, I'm that comedian. We often look around elsewhere and we convince ourselves everyone else is happy and everyone else is finding meaning. So if everyone else is finding meaning in a fancy car, if everyone else is finding meaning in flying to Tahiti, if everyone else is finding meaning by getting the newest upgrade of the phone the day it arrives, chances are that's where meaning is. Only to discover that they're as empty as we are. And somehow we convince them ourselves that they're the coolest person in the group. And if they're cool, that means they're happy. And if they're happy, I want to be exactly like them because I also want to be cool. Because I have to live up to some subjective standard of what coolness is. And you see, in one place, coolness is to drive the nicest car. In other places, it's to drive the oldest car. But wherever, whatever cool is in my society, and then try to fit into a group of people who haven't never fit in with themselves. To find ourselves, to find our own purpose and our own place in this world without having to look around and say, oh, if everybody else does it, it's normal. Not necessarily. Many people thought the world was flat for a very, very long time. And many geniuses thought we'll never make it to the moon, right? And like, you just read all those articles that prove how the biggest geniuses in the history often were so wrong just before the the first plane took off by the Wright brothers there, there were people saying it's impossible and in the, in the 60s it's impossible we'll ever make it to the moon it's impossible we'll ever have a computer in your hand it's impossible you'll ever have a calculator or your math teacher who told you years ago what do you think you of course you need math so you're never gonna have a calculator in your pocket well lo and behold who doesn't again when we look out there and convince ourselves that everybody knows what they're doing and we then try to copy them, we wake up one day with the unfortunate reality that the people we copied were copying us. Here on 101.9, Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9, Chai FM. 101.9, Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, and here we are talking about finding the who, finding our place in this world. There's an anonymous comment that says, so he, as in God, put us here to do something. But how do you figure out what that something is? Finding purpose. 
ultimately, I believe that finding purpose is not as complicated as we often make it out to be. It's looking at our lives and seeing the life that God set up for us and finding purpose within that. Sometimes it's also beyond that, but it starts off by finding purpose within the life we live. Who is our spouse? There's purpose in there. Who are our children? Who are our siblings? Who are our parents? What job do we have? What degree do we have? Where has our life taken us? Which country do I live in? Pretty much the life that I'm living now tells me that most of my purpose will be found in living that life to the best I can. It might not be the dream purpose. You might wish that your purpose was owning a villa in the... in some beautiful island, or owning an island might as well. You might wish that your purpose was being the prime minister of some country and being known far and wide as the most ethical, incredible leader that the country's ever had. You might wish so, but big chance that it isn't. And if it is, please God, you'll get there one day and uh, good luck with that. But often we're looking for the purpose everywhere else besides in our own life. The purpose only starts with our own life. It starts with our own life and then it can expand beyond. But if I don't have my own life in order, if I think my purpose is out there while destroying my marriage, if my, if my purpose is saving other people while destroying the people around me, then I'm not finding purpose. I'm running away from my purpose. Stories told of American Indians who come to their clever chief and they say, yo, chief, is it going to be a cold winter today, this year? They had to know if they're going to collect wood. And the chief turns on the radio quietly. Nobody should know. He turns on the radio and he listens and CBS is reporting that it's going to be a relatively cold winter. So he tells the people it's going to be cold and everyone starts gathering wood. The next day, the, or a week later, the people come back to the chief and they say, Chief, is it going to be cold? He says, well, I'll get, let me get back to you. I'll talk to you know the spirits. And he, he listens to the radio and he hears it's going to be really cold. He comes back to the guys and says, guys, it's going to be really, really, really cold. And they start gathering. A week later, they come and they say, Chief, is it going to be, how cold is it going to be? Is it going to be really, really cold? He, he's goes back to the radio, listens, comes back and he says, he hears that it's going to be freezing. He comes back to the guys and says, freezing like it's never been before. Literally, these guys go and and chop down forests to save all the wood they need. And the next day on CBS, the radio presenter is saying that it's going to be the coldest winter ever in history on record. And the, the chief can't control himself. He's trying to figure out how, how is this happening. So the, 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 he gets the number of CBS and he calls the meteorologist, he calls the weatherman and he says, dude, how do you know that it's going to be so freezing this year? So he says, are you kidding me? The American Indians are gathering more wood than they ever gathered before. So we look there, they look back at us, we think that we're changing, the, that, that they're the leaders, they think we're the leaders, and we're all running, ring around each other, convincing ourselves that the other person has my purpose, that the other person knows how to live. Purpose is only found inward. You cannot tell me my purpose, and I cannot tell you your purpose. I could give you insights, I can give you a clue, but like we said earlier, 
Nobody knows our story better than us, and we barely know our story. But forget about knowing somebody else's story. Forget about analyzing another human being and actually grasping the capacity, the, 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 the genius or the weakness of the other human being. We have no clue about the other. The human being is the single most complex organism that's ever been created in the universe. That's the way God created it. It's the single most complex organism. And if we can live a full life of 100 years and figure out a a big percent of ourselves, that would be incredible. Forget about figuring out others. But we're spending way too much time analyzing others and way too little time analyzing ourselves and our purpose in this world. God gave each and every one of us a tool chest. And then he sent us into the world with this tool chest. And it's our job to discover what those tools are and know how and what we do. What are we? What's my strengths? What's my weaknesses? What's my role? What does God want from me? I remember watching a video where they asked the former chief rabbi of England, Chief Rabbi Sachs, if he was able to ask God one question, what would that question be? And many people have different responses, but his response stuck in my mind. He responded, he said, I would ask God, what do you want from me? Why, what do you want from me? Why am I here? What's my purpose? That's the single biggest question that we have to ask God, but more importantly, ourselves, because God gave us that knowledge inside of us. And if we're willing to dig inside ourselves and spend the time and the effort and try different things and, and explore and go deeper within ourselves and within our world, we will discover our purpose or at least a part of it. And then we will find inner peace because a person who's living the part that God wants them to live is at peace. Somebody who isn't by default is creating a chism within themselves. They're creating a problem. There's a, there's, it's a misfit. They're not plugging into the correct frequency. They're not tuned into the correct place that they need to be tuned in. They're not on the right channel. If it means being Jewish, it means a, a Jew by default needs mitzvahs in their life for them to feel fulfilled. If it's a non-Jew, it's doing their commandments and their role as the beer basic and obviously beyond that finding our own purpose. But it's impossible for a child of God to find contentment without God in their life. And each human being is a child of God. So therefore, it's impossible for a person who's taken God out of their life to find inner peace because there's a misalignment. It's not natural for us to be unethical. It's not natural for us to, to fight and to, to hold grudges. Yes, we might think it's natural and we, we look around and we think everyone else does it or a lot of other people do it and we convince ourselves it's natural. It's not natural. It's natural for, for you and I to be in sync with God, to fulfill His commandments and His will and His purpose in putting us here. That is where we find peace. You can use a chicken. I mean, you could use a parrot for chicken soup. And it will taste good, but it will be a waste. When we take our potential and we use it for anything less than God intended it to be, we're wasting the single biggest gift, the single biggest opportunity we will ever have in our life. And that is not how much money we have and not even how many brains we have. It's just us. The single biggest opportunity is to be alive. Let's use that opportunity. Let's grasp it. Let's utilize it. Let's maximize it. Let's find purpose in it because that is the single biggest source of serenity and the, the way that we will impact our world. want to wish you a wonderful day. Um, may we all find our who and our why and our purpose and, and make that impact on the world that God sent us here to do because we can, we must, and we will. 
Rabbi Levi Aftson signing off. Have a great week.